When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Q-Code Media and Criminal Content present The Foxes of Hydesville. Episode 5, The Haunted Spring. In Hydesville, we were witches. But in Rochester... We were queens. Dollar seance! A dollar seance! We had a line around the block of crusaders from far and wide, visitors to the shrine. I'd remind our visitors to keep it down. A seance is in the proceeding. However, when women suddenly start making money, especially more money than men, obstacles develop, scrutiny unfolds, and the questions become endless. Does Miss Adelaide Granger claim to handle the bookkeeping for the Fox sisters? She does. So she would affirm that a seance parlor, whatever the fuck that is, constitutes a business. We provide a service, Mr. Tweed. As you know, women are meant to serve. We would never dream of engaging in such masculine pursuits as busyness. Nevertheless, profits are being made. Is profiteering against the law? It is if New York determines as an avoidance of taxes. I doubt New York would get very far taxing the dead. It's not the dead we're speaking of, Miss Granger. Though, speaking to the dead seems to be a bit of a grift for you. Another entanglement was the United Council of Religion. June the 3rd, 1848, proceedings shall now commence. The sheer magnitude of religious factions clusterfucked inside a single room was enough to make your head spin. Miss Leah Fox, thank you for joining us this morning. Tis a pleasure. It states here that you are a licensed music teacher. That's correct. Is this your primary practice? It was, until recently. And what has changed, Miss Fox? My fortunes. Does the madam consider wealth for personal gain a godly pursuit? Hmm. I'll have a think on that one. But so far, it feels heavenly. Is it ethical? in the lady's assessment, to accept money from the feeble-minded? Well, we accept money from hecklers, scoffers, and skeptics as well. Some of them expose themselves, the teenagers, during the proceedings, but nevertheless, we take their money all the same. Are you implying that children are being exposed to male genitalia? Well, what you must understand about these girls, they're very method, their eyes roll in the back of their heads, it's all very dark, and the lads who reveal themselves tend to have the least amount to show for it, so when you add it all up, technically... What exactly is a seance? Well, I suppose it's different for each individual. Essentially, it involves a person communing with a loved one from beyond the grave. Is this taken as a serious endeavor? Oh, it's very serious and very personal. It is a sacred, holistic experience. You should give it a try. 
So when you add it all up, the girls are essentially oblivious to the lion's share of our earnings. Are you implying these tormentors are a sizable faction of the Fox Sisters clientele? I would define them as our most valuable customers. How is that possible? They represent repeat traffic. Some even become converted. And what of the unconverted? Are you saying they return as well? Not only do they return, but they happily pay us double. Why exactly would a skeptic pay double for a ruse? Well, I suppose maybe it has something to do with... They feel... Entertained. Can you give us an example, Miss Fox, of what a seance might entail? Garden variety. Oh, uh, sure. I guess, well, usually it begins with a note. A piano note. E flat major. And who is playing the note? The spirit. Something of the Schubert variety. Noturno or nocturne meaning evocative of the night. But of course, the spirit doesn't have quite the finesse of Schubert, so he just sort of plays the same note over and over again in steady repetition. Like a death knell, it continues for the duration of the session. We join hands with our guest, practitioner and patron, much like the Quakers, and close our eyes. Then Maggie, the elder, chants a hymn from the spirit song, or the haunted spring. Watch yourself before you crawl inside somebody else. Then the walls begin to tremble. Even though you disappeared with no goodbye. And the table starts to levitate. We see you almost everywhere. And then, of course, the rats. Come close. There seems to be a sexual nature to these seances, Mrs. Granger. I'd say it's more of the hypnotic nature that enchants the lads to the ladies. There seems to be a very musical aspect to the dubious conjuring. Correct. Much like church. Or perhaps the enchantresses are seducing the clientele? I assure you, they are not. One might suggest that teaching music is a rare and honorable profession for a woman. It is. One also might suggest that the conjurings raise serious questions, not least of which is your aptitude or qualification to practice these common. I merely manage the proceedings. It's my sisters who are imbued with certain talents. Margareta Fox is defined by witnesses to be a highly attractive medium. True, she's admittedly quite stunning, but the younger one is one of the most bizarre eggs ever hatched in the West. I mean, the girl literally spews ectoplasm. Ecto what? It sort of discharges from her orifice in a spiritual eruption. My God. What the hell kind of show are you running down there? The non-taxable kind, Mr. Tweed. Well, we'll see about that. I'm sure that somewhere between a brothel and the theater of the absurd, there is money to be found. Allow me to cite the tariff of 1832, page 326. Only manufactured goods and produce are taxable by the United States government. There will be no taxes levied on income under the federal statute, nor for services rendered. Nevertheless, the state of New York will be auditing the Fox's parlor. By all means, have a visit. Oh, I will, Mrs. Granger. Personally. Perfect. We need all the clients we can get. 
Is the lady suggesting that I would be a likely convert? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying, be careful what you wish for. Most people credit me and my sisters, the Fox sisters, as the founders of modern spiritualism, but that's not quite accurate. Basically what happened was when we started talking to the dead and making it fashionable, people started questioning their religion. And while they were losing their faith, they started wondering aloud, well, what's the fucking point of it all? What are we to believe in now in the absence of God? So I offered them ghosts. What makes you, Miss Fox, an authority on the occult? Well, if there's a license needed for talking to the dead, I'm more than happy to apply. It's not as much a legal question, but rather a moral one. You don't need to be a pillar of the community to hold communion. <laughs> I'd argue quite the contrary. There are, by my count, 17 religious leaders in this room. Not only are we in the midst of a second great awakening, but New York is currently the epicenter of spiritual pursuit. Almost every day, it seems, a new church pops up, a new religion. Look around you. The Mormons, the Shakers, the Methodists and Millerites all sprouting up in just the past few years. The list is endless. You're not equating yourselves as a religious The entity. list is endless. The Quakers alone have over six different factions. Now, wait the a second. The Friends of this or the Society of that, the Hicksites, Deanites, Wilburites. Why not just say the Quakerites and call it a day? Hold on. I mean, I just get dizzy Go. thinking about it. Miss Fox! So if you want to talk about the moral calculus of fortunes, I'll be damned if I'm the only one in this room making some serious fucking calls. This disrespect. All I'm saying is, why is everyone so threatened by three little girls in a shanty? Surely there's room for all of us in Rochester. There's room for interpretations of the Bible, but that's not what you're doing in the shanty. I read the Bible every day, and believing in God is not mutually exclusive to believing in spirits. It most certainly is, Miss Fox. The notion that there are abandoned souls walking among us in purgatory would be a nightmare scenario of epic implications. Yet the Bible speaks of sinning and starvation, hell and torture. Are these any less nightmarish topics? The Bible enlightens us to maxims. Love, sacrifice, and forgiveness, the simple foundations of humanity. I'd argue that newer books embody those ideals better than the Bible. Newer books? In contemporary literature, ghosts are widely accepted as part of life. You are aware those are books of fiction. And what of Noah's Ark, or the parting of the Red Sea, are those not events of fiction? You're one step away from blasphemy. Have you, in your lifetime, ever witnessed such a supernatural occurrence? Oh, you can't be serious. There's a parable Miss Fox. But they no longer speak to our generation. They don't encapsulate the rapidly changing landscape of the West. In America, people want something new. Take, for example, the Book of Mormon, written not 20 years ago, and it has a whole legion of devout followers. Okay, I'll concede that we have our own book, Miss Fox. If you'll concede that it's still based on the teachings of Christ. But in the future, there will be new Christs. New Bibles and they will adjust their parables for younger generations, thirsty for something different to believe in, whether that be the paranormal or alien beings. Gods are not alien beings. But gods simply cannot compete with pop culture. <laughs> Look no further than Charles Dickens. His recent novel involves ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, and it's captivated the zeitgeist. It's a children's tale, Miss Fox, hardly comparable to scripture. Have you read it to your children? Well, yes, of course. And but... what do your children think when you recite tales of the dead to them on Christmas Eve? They think it's a fantastic yarn. But do they not also get just a teensy bit giddy 
at the notion of ghosts. Uh, Miss Fox, children's minds are impressionable. Eventually they mature, they comprehend. Yes, agreed. They dispense of foolish notions such as ghouls and goblins. Only to replace them with mystical afterworlds adorned with clouds and golden gates. I'm not going to sit here and listen to a gypsy charlatan ridicule the teachings of Christ. No one asked you to. Simply put, you are a fraud and hustler. I am a Christian, same as you. Are you honestly comparing the Bible to a Christmas fable? I'm saying the Bible is uninspiring in its depiction of baby Jesus. People are more interested in ghosts. Sacrilegious spider! The Bible is the most influential and definitive account of the nativity. And yet, year after year, we celebrate Yuletide, with gifts and games and family gatherings around pine trees and living rooms all across Western civilization. So? So I ask you this. Which book better embodies the universally accepted depiction of Christmas? The Bible or Dickens? That is the single most offensive thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, then you better buckle up, boy. Because we are on the eve of war. North, south, black, white, men and women killing each other for a piece of the American dream. And if you can't handle a couple of harmless little ladies etching out a living on a street corner, you better get your bulls out of the trenches. You don't have the stomach for it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Deep into the 19th century, there was a concerted effort to get women a seat at the table. And I think there was a lot of anger about how the Fox sisters ended up getting a seat at the table without really using the proper channels. But you know the old saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Well, I tried to make a go of it, and all I can say is, you can't win them all. I'd like to make a motion that the Fox sisters be stricken from record as anything resembling a religious entity. Aye. Nothing more than a duplicitous and fraudulent spectacle. Aye. Shall be denounced and shunned from the community, as there seems to be clear evidence of devilry. Aye. I second the pastor's motion. I third! All hands rise for the expulsion of the foxes for clergy consideration and their excommunication from the council's resources and reverence. Is that everyone? Well, that was it. We'd been in business for all of four weeks. The final tally? And they were about to fuck us three ways from Sunday. Okay, and those who are opposed? And then, in an odd twist... The least likely dissenter appeared. Amy Post, you have an objection? I do. Perhaps Mrs. Post would first like to discuss with me in private her objection. I would not. But we both represent the Quakers. 
You represent the Hicksite Quakers, whereas I represent the Progressives. Amy, I would strongly suggest that the Quakers be unified. But we are not unified, as Miss Fox has duly observed, and haven't been for quite some time. Curious. What is the sway of Mrs. Post's lone vote compared to that of her brethren? Um, the Friends Congregation now dwarfs the Hicksites. In fact, over the past two years, their coalition has expanded so rapidly that they've surpassed all five other Quaker factions combined. The progressives have pledged our support for abolitionists, women's suffrage, and other social reforms. Simply put, we're inclusive of non-Quakers, whereas the Hicksites are only in it for the Hicksites. And what is the ladies' objection? The same. If we're not inclusive to new ideas, even ideas that scare us, we will most certainly suffer the same dwindling numbers as the Quakers. Is it Christian to denounce something that we do not understand? You don't honestly believe that what the Foxes are doing is Christian. I believe that they believe in what they're doing. Wholeheartedly, I didn't see it before. Now I do. More to the point, so does half of Rochester. If we deny these people a seat at our table, we're denying half of Rochester their beliefs. But Amy... Now, I'm not saying we confer upon them any special seal of approval. They're not a political organization. They certainly shouldn't be going to Seneca Falls or anything like that. But they have every right to exist and every right to be left alone. What they do is not comparable to God's vision of earth and heaven. Who's God? Who's heaven? By my count, there are 17 shepherds in this room, with 17 distinct interpretations of gods, guidebooks, and immortality. So let's just be perfectly honest about it. We can't all be right. Saved by the bell. For the moment, anyway. But the red tape would continue. And little did we know, there was another entity on the rise. They called themselves the Pioneer Society of Rochester. A men's only club. A group of crafty engineers at the forefront of the Industrial Revolution, who were about to play a major role in our near future. And they weren't quite as refined as the grand institutions. From the taxmen, to the politicians, to the holy powers that be, it would be this little band of curious machinists who would prove to be the most dangerous of them all. This is The Foxes of Hydesville, starring Carrie Mulligan, McKenna Grace, Christina Lucado, and Phoebe Tonkin. The Foxes of Hydesville stars Carrie Mulligan as Leah Fox, Phoebe Tonkin as Adelaide Granger, McKenna Grace as Katie Fox, Christina Brucato as Maggie Fox, with additional roles by the criminal content players including Dwayne Hill, Jim Conroy, James O'Connor, Mara Casson. Written and directed by Sean Christensen, 
Executive produced by Carrie Mulligan, Sean Christensen, and Gabriel Mason. Co-executive produced by Mara Casson and Christina Brucato. Produced by Brendan Hubbard and Adam Volerich. Associate produced by Nick Masidi. Sound designed by Brandon Jones. Composed by Darren Morsey. Editing, mixing, mastering, and additional music by Nick Massetti. Additional editing by Sean Christensen and Adam Volerich. Marketing lead, Ellie Kotapish. Production assistance by Mylissa Fitzsimmons. Artwork by Lon Chan. Credits read by Natalie Press. Special thanks to Dave Williams, The Invisible Studios, and Fancy Film. Just checking in and seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so, join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now. Everyone needs a break from the real world. That's why we played games as kids, and that's why we should play games as adults. I'm Troy Lavalley. And I'm Joe O'Brien. And back in 2015, we started a podcast called The Glass Cannon Podcast, a show made up of comedians and actors playing a fantasy role-playing game. And now is the perfect time to start listening because we just started a brand new story. It's basically Lord of the Rings meets Game of Thrones meets X-Files. Search for The Glass Cannon Podcast on your podcast app of choice. Hey, life is hard, so come play pretend with us.